In this shortcast, Dr. Mildred Yeo discusses her work, direct replacement of oral sodium benzoate with glycerol phenylbutyrate in children with urea cycle disorders, published in February 2022. So the urea cycle is a metabolic pathway for the disposal of nitrogenous waste via the conversion of ammonia to urea, which is then excreted in the urine. Deficiencies of enzyme or transporters responsible for this process may lead to hyperammonemia with associated encephalopathy, neurological injury, and even death. Long-term treatment of urea cycle disorders require a combination of low-protein diet, supplements of essential amino acids and other nutrients, medicines that control ammonia levels, and an emergency regimen for use during illness. The regime is challenging for patients and families because of poor palatability, volume, and frequency of many of the treatments. One such medicine used to control ammonia levels is oral sodium benzoate, manufactured in the UK as a special. Uh, Specials are unlicensed medicines, which are prescribed when a patient needs a specific formulation of a drug, which is not available as a licensed medication. Some patients struggle to adhere to sodium benzoate treatment because of its relatively large volume and poor palatability. A more recent introduction of glycerol phenobutyrate, which became available in the UK in 2018, presents as a tasteless and odorless liquid free from sugar and sodium and in much smaller volumes than sodium benzoate. This report details our approach to patients with urea cycle disorders on a single agent sodium benzoate transition to glycerol phenobutyrate from a single UK centre and how it evolved over time. So we, we had a total of eight patients with urea cycle disorders at our centre, and we transitioned them to the glycerol phenobutyrate from sodium benzoate. The group consisted of seven boys and one girl, and consisted of several different urea cycle defects. Uh, so we had five patients with arginosuccinic aciduria, two patients with citrullinemia type 1, and one patient who had carbamyl phosphate synthetase 1 deficiency. All patients were on single agent, which was sodium benzoate, to control their ammonia levels. Transitioning to glycerol phenobutyrate was only initiated if ammonia levels were normal and patients were clinically well. And our approach changed as we became more familiar with glycerol phenobutyrate. So for the first three patients, we were more cautious and we undertook a gradual phase transition over one to two weeks. But for the next five patients, we replaced them directly onto glycerol phenobutyrate with no ill effect. So once transition and if ammonias were under control, doses were titrated at routine clinic appointments with the daily dose based on patients' protein tolerance and required daily dietary protein intake. We also considered their previous uh, sodium benzoate requirements. So in all cases, the decision to change medication was related to the risk of poor treatment adherence and associated clinical sequelae of the result of poor tolerability, palatability of sodium benzoate. The children's ages range from under one to 15 years at the time of the swap. In all but one patient, the initial dose of glycerophenobutrate post-transition was that recommended by the manufacturer for phenobutrate naive patients. So this is available on the SMPC guidelines, which suggests uh, 8.5 mils per meter square per day in patients with body surface areas uh, less than 1.3 meters squared and those uh, with a body surface area greater than 1.3 meters squared, a dose of 7 mils per meter square per day. So dosing was reviewed at subsequent clinic appointments, as mentioned, and three patients ended up receiving less than the initial transition dose. 
we found an association between the dose of uh, benzoate pre-transition and the final glycerapinobutrate dose. Dosing regimens varied from two to four times daily based on parental preference. There was no significant change in ammonia, glutamine, and branched-chain amino acids pre- and post-transition, but three patients who had elevated alanine aminotransferase or ALT levels on sodium benzoate observed an improvement and normalization once on glyceropinobutrate. So dietary protein tolerance was unchanged throughout the course of the study. Of course, there are limitations to our study. For one, this was quite a small study where the number of patients were limited to eight. There was no control group, and this was solely looking at patients on a single scavenger drug, uh, which was sodium benzoate. Of note, none of our patients here had the most common type of uh, urea cycle disorders, which would be onatine transcombamylase deficiency, or OTC for short, as none of our OTC patients were on single-agent treatment, which is the focus of this report. Nonetheless, in the absence of any controlled clinical trial data, the information we have gathered is needed to help inform clinical practice. Transitioning from sodium benzoate to glycerophenobutrate was effective, well-tolerated by patients, and maintained metabolic control. Direct replacement was favoured over gradual transition because it meant simpler prescribing for the health service, simpler instructions for the patients to follow, and the lower volume, greater palatability and easier administration were reported widely with our patients who were transitioned to glycerophenobutrate. With this, it had the potential to improve adherence and uh, also possibility of improving outcomes in our patients with urine cycle defects. Nevertheless, a more cautious approach with additional monitoring should be warranted in patients on multiple treatment, brittle patients, and those patients whose ammonia levels are difficult to control. If you'd like to read more, please find the paper on JMD Reports website or click on the link in the podcast description. Thank you for listening. 